I need Holy to get more Jesus Christ. Huh? What did we do wrong? I'm watching this video. Oh, Just yeah. Regular. Holy God. She, she, I haven't, I haven't seen look? a video this sexually arousing since anything Prince has ever been in ever. Vita. That's Vita. Let's really? save it for the show. With the, whoa, whoa. We have your, you want to talk about it. Video. Well, I'm very excited about that PS Vita TV thing. Let's save it for the show. It's going to be fun to talk about. Now, I'm saving it for office chat. This show's not about video games. What? I know no. all... This is our premiere video game podcast. Podtoid. I'm moving, I'm coming, can you hear what I hear? It's calling you, my dear Jonathan Holmes! <laughs> That's what this show is about! It's not about fucking video games! It's about singing All Saints lyrics and then forgetting quite how the lyrics fit into the song and then just shouting, Jonathan Holmes! <laughs> it's, uh, it's That's weird. the podtoid I remember. Ah, some people love it. I'm not sick anymore! And god damn it, Jonathan Holmes! There's two weeks' worth of pent-up erotic energy coursing through my fatty reserves, waiting to explode all over your throat. Why? What? No. You... No! No. <laughs> you don't see me. You don't look at me. There should be no reason why uh, erotic energy is Dreams can come true. Look here, I'm here with you. You know you got to have them. You know you gotta be strong. <laughs> you know you gotta be strong. It doesn't make any sense. There's so many other people you could have pent up uh, sexy feelings towards. And anyone else, really. Tony Ponce, Sam and Sakar, as we've talked about, Samit. But, uh, I don't know. I don't understand it. Let's talk about the video games. Uh, PS Vita TV. <laughs> ain't I ain't happening. PS Vita TV? Yep. PS Vita TV? Nope. PS Vita TV? Nope. PS Vita TV? <laughs> no. PS Vita TV? No. PS Vita? All right, here's a compromise. Yes? We will talk about the PS Vita TV, right? As soon as you become a pre-Victorian era strongman. <laughs> I'm not strong. I was once. We're talking beautiful muscular body, which you've already got. That's in the bag. You're not. Um, curly mustache and like a one of those like toga like things with a sash going across your chest. Yellow with brown spots on. Oh yeah, it's a, as though I strangled a leopard and then pulled its skin off with my teeth. Yeah. Wore, mm, wore, mm. wore it about your frame. As an adornment and a a wearable monument to your prowess in battle and sexual conquest. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, duh. Duh, duh. and I want you to um, get the dumbbells and lift them above your head and go ha ha, and then pull them down and go yes, and then lift them up and go ha ha. And then pull them down and go, yes. Ha ha! Yes. Ha ha! Yes. And then you tie the dumbbell in a knot. 
Like, you pull the metal. You go... And then you tie the dumbbell up in a knot and then lift it above your head effortlessly with one hand with the other hand on your hips. And you go, ha ha! Stronger man! I can tell you've been playing Wind Waker HD. Ole! Stronger man! Ole! And then everyone... (laughs) Clap it. It's the best things about those games. It's just the incidental characters who... Only we have one word of spoken dialogue, but it's so charming. Boy, there, small fry. Mmm, yeah. Uh, what is uh, Beetle saying that one? Like, oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! Yeah. Thank you! <laughs> Bye! That's He's Beetle. Great. Then there's the fish that goes, So good. Who someone said you looked like, and I believe you look exactly like the cartography fish in Wind Waker. I think I do. Yeah, we both are sleepy and square-headed. And you often, like, jump out the water at little boys. (laughs) I do not. You should should go to the local park. Paint blue, right? Totally buck naked, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Go down the local park during the summer holidays, painted blue, and swim around in the lake where kids are, and pop out the water and go, <laughs> and then lunge at them with a paintbrush in between your teeth. I don't do that. Jump on top of them and drag them into the ocean down there with you. <laughs> you just say you're cosplaying, and then say, okay, we have to respect his religious freedoms. It's not a religion yet. And it would be... I would still get in trouble. I don't look that much like a fish to get away with it. A real fish could do it. Me, not. Uh, racism. That's what that is. How do you like Wind Waker HD? Is it different enough? Or did you not want it to be different? It's alright. Yeah? It's that game again. Yeah. It's my favorite Zelda. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been playing that a bit. Mm. Any differences uh, that you've noticed? I've heard there's new treasure maps, and they didn't tell anybody that before, for some reason. They changed that and then kept it secret. I can't remember the treasure maps. Yeah, I can't see why. You know, I've got sea charts, but I c- it's been long enough that I couldn't tell you whether they're new or not. Sure. I'll have to research. I'll research it. Has uh, it aged all right, you think? I mean, visually, it's different, but in terms of design... Are you still up for doing that? It's uh, it's one of those Zeldas, not quite as bad as Ocarina of Time, where everything was really, really far apart. Uh, but still, it takes a little while to get from point A to point B. You're just kind of walking there. But it doesn't matter. Yeah? Because when you do, it goes... <laughs> but doesn't the music stop right there? <laughs> At night time, it's just... Not quite how it goes. 
yes! <laughs> then Paul Lynn just comes in and goes, yes! Yeah. You know him? He's great. So that's, that's, that's The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker HD in a, in a Hanat shell. Hanat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm scared to play it again. I liked it so much at the time, but I've changed since then. And I have the feeling I'm not going to enjoy it as much. Um, I love Skyward Sword so much. And part of it's because I never felt that long before I was getting from point A to point E. The the areas are smaller, and it's more packed with little things to do. It's the most like Animal Crossing for me. Uh, I like Animal Crossing because it's a little town you just walk around. And... Uh, Wind Waker, even when you do get on land, it's sometimes walking all the way up the stairs. Which house is it again? Remember it uh, being kind of spaced out. Not as bad as Ocarina, but still pretty spaced out. I'm afraid I'm not going to like it. Afraid to play it. Scared. Tingle's in it. I do like Tingle a lot. I like those uh, dungeons quite a bit. I like those bird people. There's so much stuff I like remembering about it that I don't want to spoil it by playing it. There's some clunkiness to it. It's, mm. it's aged in a mechanical way in certain mm. areas. <clears throat> but overall, I you know, it is hard not to be charmed by that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If I can get the version that comes with the Ganon toy, which is apparently sold out, I'm still going to try to get it. I will get the Ganon toy and then have the game too. Mm. Maybe play it. Maybe. You seen that Ganon toy? Not bad. I did. Isn't it like in, only in Europe? No, they they suddenly released it in the United States and then it sold out. Like oh this. shit. Yeah, yeah. but I, I haven't gone that. to a store actually. That's just online. So I want a Ganon toy. Who maybe? Who maybe? We'll oh, see. Look at it. I'd have it. Then I'd look at it. Mm. And mm-hmm. then I'd know it. I have it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's part of the charm of having toys when you're adult. Yeah. Don't really play with them. At least I don't. Just look at them. Just look at them. I've got loads. Mm. They serve no purpose. They could all burn tomorrow and I wouldn't miss them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be good to get rid of all my stuff, I think, sometimes. I have at least, jeez, 50 Mighty Mugs. We should so, do that. What do, you, what do you want to do? Burn all your stuff. No, no, no. Sell it. Sell it for money. Then no, no, no. This, this, this is an idea. Sell oh, tickets I mean, maybe, to the burning. It, yeah, what? of your stuff. You know, I bet that would make way more money than just selling your stuff. Yeah. What? A, a burning? Yeah, like what we do, okay, we pour gasoline all over you, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Right? We take all the clothes you own first, right? Put the hear me out, this is good. Put them all on you, Jonathan. So you're wearing like fifteen t shirts, fifteen sweaters. Oh. 15 coats, right? And do the same with the pants. So you've got like 37 pairs of trousers on. I don't know how many you've got. Right? Then we cover you in gasoline. <laughs> Wait, we take this isn't big... a stuff burning anymore, right? <laughs> oh, no, it totally is. We uh... take the gasoline, like loads of fucking... Of those big red ones that they use on TV when they set fire to houses for insurance scams... Get them, dump them all over your head, right? In fact, what we could do is we could get a cloth first, like roll you, because you'll be like really round and soft by this point. 
roll you on your back so that your fun, like your comparatively fun little legs are kicking off the ground. And we might just roll you around for about three hours just for fun. We could play Johnny Rolly, where we're rolling you around as a big snowball, and we go, ah, have a lunch. It's Jonathan. It's okay. Then for a fun game, get a bit of cloth or a flannel or a rag, right? Put that over your face and then pour the gasoline over you. Like, mostly over your face. Um, this isn't good for me. It's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's called. It's. It, I heard all the kids talking about it. It's called like waterboarding or something. Like it's. It's like when kids go out planking or this doing is gasoline. That's uh, running. You know that kind of stuff. Free running. Yeah, or, or flash mobs. You know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Those in all the Harlem Shake or ah. the Gangnam Style. There's this new one I've heard about waterboarding, where you put a cloth over someone's face and then just pour water or liquid all over their face. Uh, Apparently it's fun to do, uh, so we're going to do that to you, um, but with gasoline, because we want that to soak into all the clothes you're wearing. There's going to be a lot of gasoline. We're going to be doing this for maybe a day. A day we're just rolling you around, pouring gas all over you, all over your supple body. I won't be uh, okay after that. I'll be puking. It's a very toxic gasoline to the skin. I'm not giving it to you to drink, you dirty boy. But it's going on my skin, right? What? Is the gasoline going on my skin? My you face have a cloth skin? on your face. So it's just going on the cloth, not me. It's good, but the cloth is on me. Don't you see this? Don't you <laughs> I see don't what's going to happen? Anything. It's going to be very unhealthy. It's going to be very healthy because we want it. When you start feeling wet in your skin, that's when you tell us to stop. Because then we know the gasoline has like penetrated every layer that you're wearing. And how will you? How will I signal to you to stop the cloth? <laughs> I don't think you should pour more gasoline on me. Do you think you're going to be listening? (laughs) Well, not if you say that, because you're going to say that, like, from the outset. (laughs) As soon as we start, you'll say, stop pouring gasoline on me. And that'll just be a boy who cried wolf situation. Because you'll say, oh, stop, guys, stop pouring gasoline on me. I feel sick. This is toxic. I can't see. And we'll say, are you soaked through, like, to the lowest, barest level of your clothing? And you'll say no. And then we'll shout, boy, who cried wolf. And then we'll put the the gas tube in your mouth and make you drink it. Very wheezy still. I've got a lot of fluids in my body. I apologize for sounding wheezy teasy. (coughs) Excuse me. Anyway. Point is, is don't cry wolf, because I will just stick a funnel in your mouth and let you drink gasoline, Jonathan. Uh, yeah, you probably would. So what's the signal? Uh, the signal? You shout, Batman! <laughs> don't start doing it at you all? Shout, you shout, Batman is bananas for a bunch of bananas. <laughs> and that's the cool word for all of the clothes I'm wearing are soaked through down to my skin. I am now fully gasolined, man. While we're doing Uh, that, while we're doing uh that, I've employed um, some of Boston's hardest working gentlemen among the uh, vagrant community to enter your home, Jonathan, and take all your stuff and pile it up outside in various piles, maybe arranged by theme, like, you know, Nintendo stuff. Uh, home electronics, kitchenware, all this kind of stuff. So lots of different piles are now strewn all over the uh, street outside your house. 
And this is where the clever bit comes in. This is where me and Conrad are going to make a significant amount of money and you will get a cut of it, Jonathan. Uh... People then pay us money. Don't worry, me and Conrad will look after the cash. To get a big pair of scissors and then cut the gas-soaked clothing off you layer by layer, toss a match on it, and then throw it on a pile of stuff. And people want to watch this? They want to burn shit. But you... Right. What's happening? For, for a mere $26, right, you get to, A, own a free complimentary pair of scissors, B, slowly undress Boston's favourite son and sexiest bachelor, Jonathan Holmes, and C, burn some shit. This is like the ultimate... Saturday night in Boston and the Boston area and and maybe even greater Massachusetts I don't know you get nudity or, or the promise of nudity because you're slowly unraveling it's kind of like a kickstarter like a crowdfunding charity fundraiser you know if we don't raise enough money he ain't gonna get naked so keep buying a layer of clothing to throw at Jonathan's stuff help him Help him achieve closure. Get him naked. Fire. How's that for a fucking idea? Uh, I don't know. I don't know anymore. It may it may be a huge hit. How much were you gonna charge? Twenty six dollars. <laughs> How many people do you think you can fit in there? Well, it'll be out in the street outside your house. We might need to get the local constabulary to uh, block off traffic on that road. Because it's going to be so popular. It might be better to just sell the Mighty Mugs on eBay because I think they go for, you know, 12 to uh, $100 each. Some of them are pretty rare. Maybe we uh, – that's a good Stone. idea. Tiered yeah. pricing. Tiered pricing. Yeah, like $26 to just, like, burn the Jonathan's carpets. But, like, you know, a hundred bucks to uh, toss a, a, a gasoline-soaked glove on a Mighty Mug. Uh, <laughs> why wouldn't you just sell them? It's a perfectly good Mighty Mug. Why do people just want to watch things burn and explode and, and to destroy a good thing? Because this is America. <laughs> this is the nation Obama has built for us. I've been trying to figure things out today, um, and it hasn't been going well. I've been trying to figure out why people grow neckbeards. Uh, it's similar to why do people just want to destroy perfectly good stuff. I'm surprised people are so excited about GTA Five as well. These are all the questions I have about America. Do you guys know the answers? Neckbeard? Uh, the answer to neckbeard is laziness. But you have to shave the face first. Which is the hardest part. I mean, guys who are like, well, you know, can't have hair uh, above my lip, can't have it below, but under the chin, yes. They could be afraid that they're going to slit their own throats accidentally while shaving. Mm. See, I can only grow neckbeards. And that's what it is. It doesn't, you don't get anything impressive above. It just kind of all dribbles out below. And it's just laziness. And some people have just tried to turn it into a fashion statement so they don't have to bother shaving. I shave it. I haven't right now. And I'm due to appear on camera today. So I'm upset. 
That's that's all right. I'm 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 gonna have to shave before I appear on camera today too. Well, right after this, we'll just go shave. Yeah. So that's not good. So I've got a bit of one on now, but it's not a fashion statement, Jonathan. This isn't choice. So you think for some people, they shave their face? I'm talking about these guys. I'm not talking about just you know I can't grow hair on my face. Still weird that they would grow hair on their beard, knowing. I mean, hair on their neck, knowing that people are going to look at it and be like, ah, you know? Or does it look good and I just don't see it? Is it sexy? I don't know. Maybe to some. I mean, there are many people find the goatee sexy. Others find the goatee grotesque. That's always been very controversial, the goatee, Jonathan. Is it good or not? Uh, what is goatees? The goatee uh, does. Should I think we? You're onto something. Yeah. So we don't know. Maybe there are people that think the neck beard is incredibly attractive, especially with optional fedora. Uh, <laughs> they do tend to go hand in hand. Everyone I know thinks they look bad, except uh, on certain people. Like John Tron seems to get away with it somehow. Uh, is it to reduce? Is it to make the double chin seem less apparent? Is it supposed to be like a curtains? In my experience, it just makes it more apparent. Because it adds an extra element of shading and definition. Yeah. Yeah. And and frames the face as something that... It's like a comb-over. Comb-overs don't make you look less bald. They, they show uh, that there is a huge bald spot that you're trying to cover up. And you just see through the cracks and... Oh, comb over. So sad. Another thing I'm confused about. Yeah. Comb over, neck beard, and GTA 5. Well, maybe gonna, it's just people yeah. that reach a level of desperation. It's just mm. like, there's nothing else I can do. I'm just going to hope this works. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, I don't know what it's like to feel that that level of I've totally lost at this, I guess. I'm at, you know? I'm at that level with my regular head hair. Really? I don't care anymore. It looks good. I've tried to make it. I don't think it has ever looked good. I've huh. given up. I just, last time I had it cut, I just had it cut just silly short. Just like one step above a buzz cut. I'm done hmm. with it. I don't want a buzz cut because I will just look like an Eggman. <laughs> I'll just be <laughs> called Eggman Boy. Didn't you notice? where? What don't you like about your hair? It's the hair of a sad sack. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to relate with that. Uh, Should I, I get these quarter-scale Predator figurines? <laughs> Instead of appreciating your hair? We've got to talk about this. looks really nice. People love your look. People draw pictures of you. People uh, I look like Dr. Robotnik. No, you don't. I do. He's bald. You've got hair on your head. I've seen it. Looks very nice. Uh, did you see that picture David North drew of you in bed with Sonic characters? Um, and uh, Mike Krahulik, is that how you say his name? Oh, that might be new. No, I don't think I saw that one. It's pretty good drawing. Mike yeah, Krahulik. Yeah, really good. Oh, you saw it too? Yeah. yeah check it out. Uh, I think it's on the the uh, YouTube. I mean, you're the all, Facebook it's in the Facebook group. group. Yeah, you're all snuggled in bed with uh, Sonic and Holmes. And... I normally catch everything he does. I feel terrible. Mm, yeah, it's good stuff. Mm, let's try and find it now. Oh, the people in the Facebook page post too much. 
None of it good. I, I, I've never been. It's I don't all even trash. Know. I post the worst. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold well, my hand Check in your notifications because your name was definitely mentioned uh, in there. See, I've not been. In the meantime, while you Facebook look, me and Conrad will talk about PS Vita TV. Oh my god, that's not happening! PS Vita TV. Stop no, it. no, really, we're, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that later anyway. This is a so filibuster. You really aren't going to. But I want to no. talk about it. Well, you can talk about it all you want to, but I mean, there are other things we could talk about. I mean, you keep <laughs> trying to shoehorn. About... You keep trying to shoehorn in this. I don't understand why people are excited about GTA topic. Five thing. I mean, we could talk about that. I'm it's not exciting. engaging that discussion. Yeah, he won't talk about GTA Five. You well, won't he talk can't. about Vita TV. I mean, this yeah, I can't. But he can't I, talk about GTA Five because of what happened. When right, I, what happened. I should read some of the interesting mail I got yesterday. When I accidentally was found online playing Grand Theft Auto V. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't wow. think it was a problem. Yeah, and Rockstar didn't think it was a problem until they saw it become a problem. <laughs> How did it become a problem, people? Because uh... Uh, the second I logged online, someone saw me online playing Grand Theft Auto V and then it became a thing. Uh, and I got like over 30 uh, Xbox Live messages in like a minute. Of people just saying things like, leak it online. (laughs) (laughs) One guy, like, it's out in, like, less than a week, guys. And yet someone's sending me messages like, $700 for that copy. I will give it to you now. Cash. Wow. $700. I'm not going to do it. I'll make $700 like that. (laughs) Um... Um... Yeah. Oh, there was one. I can't remember it exactly. I will be taking. I'll be taking lots of photographic and video evidence of these messages to post later. But one did start with "you faggot ass bitch nigger." Uh, I hate you so much. You're playing GTA Five. Fuck you. And then lots of other offensive slurs. <laughs> Very angry. Yeah. And then uh, NeoGaf had a big thread where they were saying, oh my god, Jim's playing it. And then the Rockstar forums had a big thread. Wow. And are, then are I, you the only one playing it or the only one important playing it? I think it? like two people were found online. I was one of them. Um, everyone else had, had set their privacy settings first, which I didn't think to do because I didn't think it would be a problem. And it was. And now I set them um, and turned off my message notification so i just while i'm playing i don't get beep 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 as people try and cajole threaten and bribe me uh it's not happening you tell me more tell me more about why people like it i'm not i'm not indulging this why not because you you want to start a thing i want to have a conversation about you want to start a thing video game podcasts don't talk about video games. It's a video game coming up, GTA 5. Don't you dare throw that back in my face. People talking about it. People want to hear what you think about it. I regret this being a video game podcast and you know it. <laughs> you say these things to hurt me. And Conrad won't talk about PS Vita TV because he's going to talk about it on a video show, not a podcast. So this is the perfect place to talk about it. It's a separate medium. Then office chat. No, no. Medium and office no, chat. No, you, you don't. You don't understand the problem here. Is that I will remember the things I said here and then accidentally not say them over there. 
So you're prioritizing office chat. Yes, I am. I am. I'm prioritizing the thing that actually spends time talking about video games versus the thing which is a bait and switch. We claim we're going to do video games, but it's really all about insertion. And make no mistake, Jonathan, it goes both ways. I would, for example, hold off on talking about filleting a frog Mm -hmm. on office chat to talk about that here. Exactly. You know, we're not just favoriting one thing over the other. We're simply putting the material where it best suits the format. Yeah. Speaking of which, Jonathan, Mm. how much to get you to suck off a frog? Uh, What? That's not possible. No, 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 no. no. What we do is we rent out Boston Town Hall Mm-hmm. And tell them it's going to be a production of Annie, Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> and people come in, they sit down, and then they hear, It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. And you're there on stage, Jonathan, on a little bar stool, dressed up in a skirt with curly red hair wig holding a frog by its feet and with its legs apart, and you've just got stuck its crotch in your mouth and you're noshing it off while like making eye contact with everyone in the audience you're just going um, um, jumping on it? like gobbling its bits not not consuming but you know giving it a proper old I don't know what a proper old num 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 giving it a blowjibber is that? uh no licking its holes (sighs) rather not you should why should? Because it would... Can you imagine what the papers would say the next day? Of this bold new take on the uh, popular Annie franchise. Uh, Little was... Orphan Annie has never looked so erotic. Mm. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, yeah. Can't talk about video games. I really want to. <laughs> that I have to think of, what do I say back to the guy who said I should lick a frog's holes? What do I say to him? <laughs> You should say, well, yes! Let's talk about the PlayStation Vita. I work for a Destructoid. I, Would you like you know, to... Talk about video games there. Tickets. Really excited for the PS Vita TV. Oh, Tickets. What an interesting idea. Tickets. Mm. We will sell them. You will wear a skirt. What? Because you'll, you'll, be, you'll be playing Little Orphan Annie. Uh... <laughs> and you sit there on a bar stool... With your legs spread so people can look up your skirt. You're not wearing anything else underneath. They can see how hard you get while you give that frog a sloppy one. Frog won't like it. I won't like it. Crowd won't like it. It's a hard knock life for (laughs) us. That's Ian Conrad, by the way. We're behind you with microphones going, It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. Jonathan is noshing off a frog. And he's going to give its bum hole a snog. <laughs> that was cute. Uh, no. Yeah, I can talk about the wonderful 101. In fact, we could bring out small animals it over the course of, like, two hours. You know, once you've... Different ones? You, you pop the frog off your mouth, wipe from gross. your elbow to your hand, to the gross. back of your hand. Like, gross, gross, just, gross. like, exaggeratedly wipe your mouth with your arm. Just... 
And then you look at the audience and go, oh, that was tasty. I'm off an Annie. Yeah. I want to lick something else out. Gross. And then we come out with like maybe a rat that we found in the local river. <laughs> That's even more gross. It's, and you just pop why, that with your mouth. It's it got to be... end with that little dog. Oh, it's definitely going to end with a little dog. What's and then, the Dor- then Daddy Warbucks comes in and smiles approvingly. Yeah, I see. I, this is this could be big. You like it? You can yeah. bring out a piglet. Ugh. You could lick a little piglet's sack. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's half pedophilia, half bestiality, <laughs> all cop. It's terrible. It's Annie, the popular musical. This <laughs> is theater. You look up at everyone and, and go, this is theater. <laughs> now look at me while I lick out this piglet scrow. Oh, yum, yum. I just turned into Cookie Monster. Yeah. Being a sexual predator to a piglet. Oh, uh, uh, It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. Jonathan uh, is eating out a pig. I've done a piss, now take a little swig. And then we give you a little glass that I've urinated in and you drink that down. To, and you look at the audience and go, oh, that was a palate cleanser. But now I'm going to be an animal's butthole cleanser. I'm, I'm going to lick its bum. Yeah, Bring out the crow. And we Why play. am I doing this? Do I, in your <laughs> fiction, do I enjoy this? Or is this just like, you know, gotta do it for the people. It's what they want to see on stage. What is it? Where? Yeah, what, I mean, it's part of the show. Is. You're a professional. You're doing it to pay tribute to those who lost their lives on 9-11. Uh, what? Conrad's muted his microphone. And I know, I, I know why. Anyway, it is that sad anniversary. And that's what I want to do for it. Um, Bring out the crow! And that's when we come out. You might need help with this one, because we'll have a live crow. And you've got to try and lick that one out on its arsehole. Ah... Uh... No. No. It's a hard life. <laughs> you guys, we could have talked about video games instead. You did this to yourselves. I'm happy with what's gone on. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased. Yeah, this, I, this I can't well. be more satisfied. I'm about as satisfied as that crow's a-hole is going to be. Once Tom, you I'm gonna like it. tonsil deep in its rectal cavities. Mm. And that's what I want you to say to the audience. I'm little orphan Annie. Bring the troops back home while I go tonsil teeth in Brown Town. No. It's hard not life for (laughs) us. All right, I'm going to try again. For us, Jonathan's performing Analingus on a Crow. End of song. No. Just and got... that's not as far as we could go. There we go. Oh. Brilliant. In fact, we're going to go further, bring out a horse, and wank it off. <sighs> bring back the troops. 
I reviewed the wonderful 101, guys. I'm going to talk about it. I'm trying. I'm going to try it my way. Talk about what you're that. trying to tell us is you won't be satisfied mm. until you've noshed off 101 animals. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, I'm just saying. I played that video game, and it was pretty interesting. Yes, it was. I just nah. burped. Huh? I just did what? a burp. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking Monster Energy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that healthy drink. <laughs> Uh, I'll briefly say, it was interesting to play a video game that I liked so much more at the end than I did towards the, not quite the beginning, a little bit after the beginning. I was like, I don't know. If this keeps up, I don't know how well I'm going to score it. It's good, but jeez, there's a lot of little times where I'm annoyed. And then, by the end, I was totally not annoyed, and I'm like, I'm going go to go play that level that annoyed me before, yeah. And then it didn't annoy me anymore. I was like, I love it now. I love this whole thing. It's pretty weird. Okay, so in the finale, we've mm. got a balloon full of ladybugs. Okay. And I want you to just like put the end nozzle of the balloon into your mouth and then just deflate the balloon into your mouth so all the ladybugs go out of the balloon into your head. Mm. And then mm. you bow to the audience and go, ladybugs. <laughs> uh, no. It's not what... Bugs are cute. I mean, I like ladybugs. I don't want to have sex with them. There'll be 101 ladybugs, and they all are certified wonderful. (laughs) So your version of the wonderful 101 (laughs) is me mouthing ladybugs. (laughs) Yeah, huffing them. Huffing? Like a drug. I know what we can talk about. Guys. Guys. Your scrotum's burning? What? <laughs> what is, what's happened to him? He's really got it. He's got the disease. It's like, um, have you seen Rabid yet? Not Rabid, the other one. Shivers. Which they're probably remaking. Probably. Yeah. Cronenberg. They destroy everything beautiful. Everyone in the hotel. They start off nice people. By the end, it's uh, just horny zombies licking each other in a big swimming pool. His son is quite the little filmmaker, too, actually. Ronenberg's son? I've heard that about him. Yeah, Brandon, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He has a... You know, he put something out fairly recently. i, I got to look it up, because I, I watched it. It was a, you know, kind of a horror-y type thing. I really dug it. Um, it, it was up on Netflix and, like, you know, anything vaguely horror related even though i rarely watch this stuff i've rated so much horror on netflix that it just floods my lists with it but uh yeah it was antiviral that's what it was it was it was like it was like a modernized uh take on um videodrome from a a pharmaceutical perspective it was kind of kind of fascinating in a weird way yeah to see something that was very much a movie that his father could have made in a similar vein. Um, hmm. And it's it's got some of the creepy physical effects stuff. And, you know, he's, just, he's a lot like his dad. <laughs> oh, a I hope... movie. Oh, what's it called again? Antiviral. It's uh, oh. about um, a company that uh, sells 
the diseases, the social diseases that celebrities acquire. Like, celebrities sell their diseases to this company. They license them to their com- to this company when they're ill. They, you know, imprint them in a way that they can't be copied, you know, and that they're not actually viral any longer. And then they sell them to people so that people can have the same disease as celebrities had. Huh. Theaters? I really like that idea. Yeah, where can I find this? It's on Netflix, I think. Oh, weird. I will look for that. It, now, was, it came out huh? last year, I think. Yeah, well, we it's still talk. on there. Bikinis. We can talk about those. Will you wear one? <laughs> Why would you want me to wear one? You don't. I don't. I'm just, I'm will just you? asking the question because I know it's coming. Will you perform fellatio on a crow if it's wearing a little crow bikini? A little no. bacroni. <laughs> oh, of course not. But there was a big controversy. The latest, some would say, greatest controversy over bikinis. The, uh, the character Quiet in Metal Gear Solid Five is wearing a bikini and uh, like fishnet stockings over her bikini oh, bottom. She looks fucking bikini. ridiculous. You think so? Not even like, you know, not even to go down the whole is it objectification or not route. It just looks fucking, like even by Metal Gear standards, how would you not feel silly if you're in a war like that? Um, yeah. What do you think of people being mad about it? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, this is one of those uh, controversies that I've actually not been around much for because I've been, you know, alternately sick and busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not surprised people are mad at it, and that is their right. And <laughs> I, I enjoy my little position here on the safe fence. <laughs> it's been interesting to watch because, uh, from what I can tell, it's not that much different than Eva having a breast uh, revealing outfit for no reason in Metal Gear Solid 3. It's not that different than the uh, the bosses in Metal Gear Solid 4. After their armor is off, they kind of, they're wearing skin-tight outfits and you can take pictures of them in compromising positions for pretty much no reason. It's not that different for Kojima to, to do this, but people are suddenly talking about Kojima's bent on this, and a lot of people are defending him, saying, well, you got to play the game first, maybe there'll be a logical reason why she likes to be uh, in a bikini while she's at war. Um, the, you, maybe it's going to be a statement on sexism, we don't know until we've played it. Uh, I, I personally don't think something is automatically sexist just because a character is wearing sexu- sexually revealing clothes. But Maybe you have it to have a falls within some kind of genre focus that the you know the, where that fits thematically in with what they're trying to portray because like her revealing outfits in Metal Gear Solid Three those worked in the context of it being sort of a very Bond thriller takeoff deal mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of impracticality in all of that I mean that that's just totally a Bond project um, now. You, you look at some of the other kind of creepy, weird, like, photo booth stuff from what Metal, Metal Gear Solid 2, um, and then 4 also. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just kind of been that way a long time. But it seems to me like this is one of those uh, issues where the culture 
has now uh, progressed and discussions about the culture have progressed to a point where now we're actually, there's people paying attention and giving a shit about that mm -hmm. as opposed to before when there weren't so many. It was a lot easier to get away with things a while back. I totally agree there. Not um, even that long ago, just five, no, things five or so years ago. Yeah. yeah, they've changed rapidly. Um, I mean, as far as this thing goes, just... It just... I, I, I'm a big Metal Gear fan. Mm. I know how these games operate. I know the weird logic. I know how silly the series can be. But even I looked at that outfit and just... I thought it looked dumb. You know? And there's nothing political about that. I just thought it looked stupid. But then again, you know, it may work in the context of the game. So, I don't know. I am pessimistic. Mostly because... Apparently, the, the outfit used to be different, but according to Kojima, he changed it because he wanted to increase the amount of sexy cosplay that'll happen for the game that will then help promote the game. All right, yeah, fuck that then. <laughs> <laughs> but if he really... Uh, the interesting thing about dealing with someone who's just desperate for someone to care about their game, uh, he may now change it if it gets no, enough negative backlash. That's what I'm most interested in finding out, is if... If people can complain enough, if he'll buckle on this, and if so, that'll show to me that he never really cared about the outfit in the first place. Um, I wonder if he would have buckled if people complained about how in Peace Walker there's like some stuff that people think is uh, making jokes about being a pedophile because you like stalk Paz, who's like, isn't she like 15 or something in that? Mm. And you also, like, wank off a, a statue or something? You get an achievement, I think, for uh, stroking a penis statue? Uh, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's like I said, it's hard for me to comment because it was... I've only had tangential um, exposure to this particular uh, controversy. Normally I'm up in their guts... Um, in these uh, hot potatoes, but this one I've I've just not been able to look into it much. But everything I've seen about the justification of it sounds like bullshit. The whole oh I want to make her more erotic and uh, have the sexy cosplay like you just said. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And again, I mean, Japanese development at the moment doesn't seem to give much of a shit at all about these kinds of things. I mean, we had this recently with Lightning as well, where they, the Square Enix thought there was no problem just discussing about the costumes they've put in just to show how their strong female characters' tits are massive. Well, I think uh, a lot of that speaks to them developing for a, a largely different audience. And they're getting reactions from a very broad scope. I think a lot of those people probably wouldn't buy these products anyway. You know, they're just disgusted. Mm, yeah, it's true. Um, though it is coming from some people who, and this is... Which, yeah, know, which probably. isn't to say that, that there aren't people who would genuinely like to see these aspects change in the games that they already love, and that, you know, those are aspects of them that they don't appreciate or enjoy. But, uh, again, I, I do think that uh, in the case of the Final Fantasy series, you know, and Square in a lot of ways... Um, and some of these other Japanese studios, they're trying to develop for their regional audience. 
mm-hmm. uh, with this stuff. And they, they put it out here because it has some cross appeal. And they can do very well. Sure. But elements of that are just kind of part of what sells there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I brought up on Twitter... Wonder if they'll ever make a, a Zelda with an all-black cast, kind of like uh, a different world, starring whatever her name was. She married, she married Lenny Kravitz. Do you remember her name? Lisa Bonet. Oh, I'm dated. Oh yeah, no, I, I know Lisa Bonet. Sure. I yeah. Remember. I want a different world Zelda. I want everyone to be black for no reason. But it'll probably never happen because, uh, from what I know, especially in Japan, uh, they're I hate to come out and say it like this. I'm not saying everyone in Japan doesn't want to play a video game with black people in it, but uh, it's not culturally the norm yet. It's too weird. And uh, there are some black celebrities in Japan. Bob Sapp is really popular in Japan, but he's almost more of an oddity because he's like 6'8 and all muscle and just says stuff like, I'll crush you. People are like, oh my God, he could crush me. And they laugh. And that's pretty much it. Though little kids did buy stickers with his face on it. Do you know Bob Sapp? He's a giant man. Look I don't up, know. Man. I don't know him. You'd like him. He crushed me once. And I was uh, I couldn't stop laughing. He was a football player. Then he was a champion um, fighter. He fought Mike Tyson once, I think. So he's kind of famous. He's a neat guy. Wow. Uh, fuck me in the clouds. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it relates back to GTA Five again, guys, which is exciting. Uh, some people think that GTA games are sexist, but people didn't really talk about it because it wasn't the norm in video game culture to call games out on that. If GTA Five is sexist, I wonder if anyone's going to say anything or if they're just going to say, oh, but GTA is so cool. I grew up with it. I love it. Oh, you can be terrible in those games and it's all right because it's fun and cool and good. I've I've long had a problem with Rockstar's characters as they're written. Yeah. I, I find them to be kind of really dull stereotypes in a lot of circumstances. And I was so excited about Red Dead Redemption, for example, because mm-hmm. uh, I loved uh, John Marston. I thought he was a really interesting figure and the family and the neighboring ranch. And I was like, holy crap, I haven't encountered yet a character that is some horrible, unlikable caricature of a stereotype. And then I meet Irish. And I was just like, fuck you, Rockstar. You had it. You, you had it and you decided to go back to lazy stereotypes. And that's... Grand Theft Auto does this. Uh, Bully did it to a certain extent. Although, it, because of the nature of Bully being just tamer, it was more tolerable. You know, and those cliches of like the uh the snobby prep school guy those are things we don't see that often in video games or you know at all in media it's not that common a trope so that worked a little better but Mm. by and large just the characters as they write them feel dull and predictable and it's just really frustrating to me uh the shining light of hope that I have for Grand Theft Auto V is that I really think they nailed the Ballad of Gay Tony. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. And that's sort of, I mean, but again, it's a much more massive undertaking to to do a full game as opposed to a a DLC chapter like that and uh, not having the focus. I I don't know. 
I'm not super hyped for Grand Theft Auto V. I, I hope it's a great game, and I really hope people like it, but I'm just going to probably hold off and, and wait a while and, and get around to it eventually when the furor dies down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of us can really say for sure what's in Grand Theft Auto V. Except you. No, I can't. Lit- legally can't. <laughs> Um, Uh, I will ask though yeah Conrad yeah what did you think of Nico Bellic he these days a lot of people hate it when back and as these things happen in video games you know they get praised at first then years later people say oh no actually it was shit but Nico being rather atypical at least for a Grand Theft Auto protagonist being rather guilt-ridden and I always found him not in, maybe not interesting as a character, but interesting as a case study in video game protagonists. But I was wondering what you thought of him as someone who didn't like sort of stereotypes and things. It, it is he's he, he's interesting just for a lot of reasons because like here he is lamenting all of the horrible things in his past and wanting to change his ways, and then gleefully doing the very same things mm. uh, as he progressed along. And so there's a real disconnect with him uh and uh, that's just the peril of giving freedom of choice while having to uh, while wanting to have a strong yeah. uh lead narrative character you can't necessarily have it both ways and i am like when i play grand theft auto i'm the upstanding st- citizen mm-hmm. i stop at traffic lights unless i have no choice but to do otherwise like i'm Oh, so you're every Grand Theft Auto player for the first ten minutes. I am very until particular they get about bought, that, and then you, but yeah. you carry it on. I carry it on at least for several hours because, you know, and and you know, I'll go on dates, and when I'm driving, you know, like in Grand Theft Auto, you'd take the dates out, and I would be very sort of careful with them in the car and and crap like that, because I want desperately to get absorbed into a great narrative, and so I would try to play Nico the way I saw him. As this sort of reluctant guy, and then he, you know, scream "Come and get it, motherfuckers!" or whatever it was he would yell uh, in the the heat of battle, and it'd be like, "Oh." But one interesting thing, it's um, which is so subtle, no one ever brings it up. But I, you know, I noticed it during the course of play. Do you ever notice that Nico kills very few people, even when he guns them down? Everyone's yeah. left alive. Really? You have to actually, once they've been downed, you have to actually aim down and put several more rounds in them to actually kill them. I didn't notice it before until there's like one throwaway line when he says something like, um, you know, I'll finish the job or something. Um, But yeah, like there's only a select few storyline characters who canonically are killed. Everyone else, you have to actually go out of your way. Because you, you can shoot down a, like an entire mob of civilians. But very subtly, they'll still be breathing on the ground and like holding themselves. That's hmm. really... You know, I, I haven't... never ever noticed that. I haven't noticed that either, but I'm very... It was very subtle, yeah. That's interesting. That is that is smart. I'll have to give them credit for that. And GTA 4 actually did... They, they went out of their way to not have Nico so easily be a monster be, yeah basically not just be the prototypical gta protagonist um some of it felt a bit forced some of it was desperately trying to do it like you can do everything any other gta protagonist does and sometimes nico will just complain about it like you can pick up a yeah. prostitute and have sex with a prostitute under a bridge and all the while he's just going oh i'm not really enjoying this <laughs> you know um words to that effect 
Um, so it was interesting. They really went out of their way to make GTA 4 at least a more um, morally sound by their standards game, which I always thought was kind of uh, interesting and unique. Um, then they kind of did that with San Andreas as well. Like, I mean, CJ actually, you know, he did go around killing a lot of people, but compared to, you know, Claude, who was just this silent protagonist, and Tommy Vassetti, who was a, like a, a out-and-out psycho, um, they tried to make CJ this sort of nice, decent, morally upstanding, by-the-standards-of-the-world kind of guy. Um, it just seems for a long time Rockstar had this kind of thing about kind of not like wanting to keep their old reputation while kind of subverting it subtly in themselves hmm mm-hmm. which I uh, thought was interesting yeah it's a little weird it seems like having their cake and eating it too in a way which is what a lot of people complain about in terms of games where you play as a good guy uh, in the cutscenes but he's a terrible person when yeah. you're actually playing it well I think the, the where it works in Rockstar's favour is they um they don't do it while contradicting themselves, I don't think. Nico was a bit different, because Nico really did go out of his way to complain and then just went and did shit anyway, mm-hmm. which kind of made him at least in-universe a hypocrite and out-of-universe, you know, a bit dissonant. But um, Rockstar are at least a lot better about it than a lot of games. I think that's why they get away with it, because they do, like I said, with the, the, the not actually killing civilians, um, they, they're very subtle about sort of how they do things a lot mm. of the time which mm-hmm. again sort of goes against their reputation as being crass and, and loud and obnoxious uh, so yeah I, I think they're a lot smart they're, they're, they're one of those guys that are a lot smarter I think than they let the world think they are the people mm. at Rockstar sure it, it has been weird to see just about every Grand Theft Auto game I don't know if you feel this way Jim because you like the series a lot but I've heard from so many people who they love the games at the time, and then when they look back on them, they they can barely... Kind of like Wind Waker. They can't go back and play them. Um, so they loved Vice City when it first came out, tried to play it again. It's so... The voice acting is bad, the graphics are bad, the gameplay is dull. Um, and they're really hoping that the next Grand Theft Auto will give them the same feeling that they had back when they played the games that they used to like. But it it's sad the, the way that series seems to have such a shelf life for people. And people really, like you were saying, they hated 4. At first they loved it, it got rave reviews, and then a lot of the same people that were giving it 9s and 10s, like in retrospect, maybe a year later, were like, actually, I hate that game. (laughs) But they liked Tony a lot, which was, uh, it almost was like uh, they were, Rockstar was listening, which has me interested to see what they're going to do in GTA 5. I'm probably going to buy it just so I can see what they did, because I am really curious as to where they can take this series that is, I mean, the the whole uh, idolizing gangsters thing is is so dead in mainstream media. We still love sociopaths in mainstream media. People love Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad and whatever. But the actual, like, I'm going to do crimes in the city thing, uh, was really big in the 90s. It eh, teetered off with The Sopranos. And since then, I don't know of any really big uh, shows or movies that are just about somebody doing crimes um, without kind of a period piece angle or some other angle to it. But that's still all GTA really is, from what I know. It's bank robbers and criminals and whatever. Uh, so how are they going to keep that relevant? It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know. I mean, the pay, pay You day, know! Payday 2 came out and was like, 
has done really well, really popular, yeah, and that's that just play. that's it nothing is. but bank robberies. The thing about it, though, and and, and st- uh, stop me if I'm wrong on this. I don't know. I know very few people. I know more people that say, well, you know, the shooting in GTA, it's all right. It's not as good as as even Red Dead Redemption or 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 other third person shooter games. It's not it's not the strength and the and the driving. It's okay. But it's not like as good as Gran Turismo or or Forza or whatever. So it's kind of like people compromise on the fact that the gameplay in GTA it's never terrible, but it's rarely like outstanding, uh, outstanding, and what people talk about. Um, so it's had to get by on kind of scenario and and coolness factor and edginess and and breaking I down. I think there's stuff. a lot more to it than that. Like I mean, yeah. with every successive game, they've just added a lot more sort of of a sense of life to it. It's, and it's, this is going to sound weird, um, but there is almost an Animal Crossing feel hmm. to latter-day Grand Theft Autos. Um, starting as, as early as Vice City, where it was very light and kind of experimental, and then progressing onwards, um, where, especially with the advent of, of cell phones and the use of smartphones within the game, Mm-hmm. Um, and just the various activities, um, you know, going bowling, going out on dates, um, all this kind of stuff. Um, just, just watching TV. Like it sounds, it, it's got that Animal Crossing vibe to it of, I'm playing a video game, why on earth would I do this mundane shit? Mm-hmm. Because I can't imagine doing anything else with my time right now. <laughs> I will just sit down. I I will sit in my real life couch watching a man sitting on his pretend couch watching television. You know, sure. um, I will invite someone out and run around with them doing repetitive, stupid tasks, and then I will go home, and that will be that day. And mm-hmm. I will feel like I have s- spent quality time with my finite life that one day will be gone. Um, Grand Theft Auto and Animal Crossing, I actually believe, have a lot of surprising crossover, which oh, actually yeah, didn't occur that. to me until I sat here thinking, how am I going to make this sound appealing to Jonathan Holmes? <laughs> I've thought that for years. I uh, I think it was Vice City that came out right around when Animal Crossing on uh, GameCube was out. And I was dating a girl at the time, and her roommate was constantly playing Vice City, and we were constantly playing Animal Crossing. And we'd swap stories about what we did, and we'd be like, neither of us did anything uh, of any purpose. You drove around and, and did jumps with your car and crashed things and beat up prostitutes. We planted apples and <laughs> caught a colon canth. And why did we do that for hours? Why did we love it? It's, uh, it's my old theory that they're both kind of like pornography, that Animal Crossing is like hunter-gatherer instinct pornography, uh, whereas like pornography with people having sex is reproductive instinct pornography, and uh, Grand Theft Auto is like alpha male destroy everything, be uh, invincible sort of pornography, which is valid pornography. Yeah, Go for it, I mean, yeah, but but I do think you know as of GTA Four and whatnot they. They really brought well, actually more with San Andreas. Like they really branched that out. Just simple things like you know in San Andreas where you could eat a lot of burgers and get fat, and then go to the gym and burn off the calories. Yeah, <laughs> like just so dumb and, I love and a that pointless part. mechanic, but brilliant in its kind of Animal Crossing style 
why am I living someone else's life instead of my own kind of way? Um, and, you know, that, I think in the HD era of uh, Grand Theft Autos, that's continued more and more, especially with the, where they've included technology, so smartphones and computers, and you can actually go on the web and, and sort of browse fake websites and stuff. Um, and they've already shown in trailers, so I can talk about this bit, um, like going online in uh, Grand Theft Auto V and uh, playing the stock market, like actually investing in companies, buying and selling shares. Just all these kind of different ways in which you kind of accumulate wealth or or waste wealth mm. and just spending time in this world with its that's kind of realistic but is just so... Like, just this schizophrenic version of the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's a lot more allure to it than just violence. You know, that that's what Grand Theft Auto is famous for, is mm-hmm. is the, the violence porn, is the old scoring points for beating up prostitutes kind of thing. But I think a lot of the fans, especially, you know, I'm speaking as, as someone who comes to GTA for that, it's, it's not really the violence aspect. It, it is the contributing to just this bizarre alternate universe you know and it is the same pull that i've found with animal crossing is what is what i get with grand theft auto is this i'm living this strange digital life yeah like half-life is that what you do in that no you shoot a crab in that yeah that's all i know about that game that's that's what you do yeah it seems good it you is. got a crowbar too, and you people want a third one. A third crowbar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game would be better with two more crowbars. Uh. All right. Now what? What do we talk about? <laughs> Questions? I don't know what to do. Yeah, might as well. I didn't prepare much this week. I've been fucking snowed under. Done a lot. Yeah, I'm really. I've, I only recently sort of recovered. And I'd done a lot of work while unwell, and it, I don't remember doing it all. all. Uh, but I, it's apparently it turned out well. Yeah. Um, people really liked the review I did for Amnesia, The mm-hmm. Machine for Pigs. The Chinese room even sort of praised the writing. And I don't remember writing it. <laughs> as I was so fucked as I did it, I kind of double-fisted doing that and the Killzone Mercenary review. Um so that happened. Been playing Outlast, Jonathan. What's that? It's a horror game on the oh, PC. Yeah. Oh, heard Ooh. about it. I saw the video of that actually. My mistake. I thought it was called something else. No. No. Outlast. Outlast. Uh-huh. Damn fine game. Really. Damn fine. I totally see because Fraser Brown reviewed it for Destructoid. Uh, gave it like a nine or a nine point five. I totally see where he's coming from. Oh yeah. It's been a long time since a horror game actually fucked me that bad. But it really does get get to you. And it, a lot of it's just jump scares, and I know a lot of people sneer and look down on jump scares. Fuck them. They work for a reason. I hate any... Eh, that's not quite right. I hate it whenever people hate just a technique at all. Because sometimes a technique like jump scare is good, sometimes it's not good. Don't hit oh, the technique, yeah. hate the way it's done. Because sometimes it, it sucks, and you should say why you think it sucks. But uh, don't just go ahead and, and damn a whole technique 
or genre or whatever, bums me out. Don't do it, guys. Yeah, it's a bum out. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do questions. Yeah, I'm actually feeling a bit sleepy. I've got to yeah. stay up and bloody do stuff. I've got to do sound editing, and I got to write for Nintendo Force, and I'm also kind of preoccupied. Uh, all right, so questions. I will ask them. I'm also uh, a guy on Twitter is saying I'm a bully for thinking that neckbeards look bad, and I'm preoccupied with that. I've never been called a bully for thinking neckbeards look bad before. I mean, especially considering how they are universally mocked online. I don't know anyone. But then I guess maybe you are. Good. Yeah. Do they? Do, I, I mean, I uh, yeah. Tell me. There is probably, maybe. Okay, yeah. I shouldn't say probably. There's maybe a head shape in which the neckbeard serves as a benefit. Maybe. But I gotta tell you, I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, because it's on Netflix, and I used to watch that show religiously when it aired. I just really enjoyed it. Um, and it, you know, it's reminded me that you know, if you got that five o'clock shadow thing, you're still supposed to shave the neck part down to, you know, up to the jawline. Like, that's how it's supposed to look best. This is in exact opposite to what half a dozen gay men on television told me to do. So, I, you know, I'm sorry. I do not have any style or fashion sense. I am told that they do. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but I'm willing to bet on it over me. And random person on the internet with a neckbeard that makes his face look all shadowy and, like, chubbier than it really is. Yeah, it's just, to, to me, when somebody grows a neck beard, it's like a comb over, or if I intentionally shaved my head to look more like male pattern baldness, or if I just wore a, a shirt covered in stains that smelled, uh, it's just not what, what you're going to do to look good. I'm sure some people like it. It's, it is a matter of taste. And if you yeah. want to wear it like that, and if you have friends who want to wear it like that, that's totally fine. It's your prerogative, and, sure. and it certainly won't... Uh, I am certainly the last person on earth who would say, "Oh, you shouldn't, mm -mm, you shouldn't do that, honey," because but I would still ask. Like, if I had a neck beard and somebody came up to me and said, "Why did you grow a neck beard?" I wouldn't be like, oh, "How dare you ask such an impolite question?" I'd be like, "Is it this Pat Booth you're arguing with?" Yes. I'm trying to fathom what he's so upset about. He's pretty upset about it. He, he it's, it's, it's pretty funny if you want to read the chain. At least I, I've been amused, and I've been continuing it uh, out of amusement. But also a little bit of concern. Um, want to make sure, I like to cross my T's and dot my I's, to make sure I wasn't accidentally harming all neckbearded people by wondering why they do that to themselves. Uh, it's not like discriminating against somebody for their weight or their race or their gender. Because you can just shave the neckbeard. You know, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, man, that neckbeard looks bad, it's not like saying, hey, your nose is gross, because you can't just, you know, get a new nose very easily. But you can shave that neckbeard. Done. Discrimination over. The freedom for the neckbeards. Just shave it. It's easy. Uh, tons of questions came in. Vid Sermon and Kirian D both want to... They're saying they're going to trade their 3DS XL for a 2DS if it came with a gym. 
they want you in their systems. They like that 2DS video you did with Jordan, I bet, because it was cute. It was fun. Yeah, they all want that. It was pretty all, sweet. They're wanting to give you things. Vid Sermon is saying that your hands are nice. It's really attracted to you, Jim, which is cool. Uh, Frank Marjorella asks, would you rather fart in Pokemon Red Blue Sprite noises or Street Fighter noises? Uh, I would rather fart in Pokemon Red Blue noises because they're hilarious. Uh, I try to use them in Teenage Pokemon as much as I could. Those Street Fighter noises are great. How about you guys? Huh? Uh, Farting. If you're going to fart in either Street Fighter noises or Pokemon Red Blue noises, which would you choose? I think uh, Street Fighter would have the wider range of comedic effect. Uh, the only problem with this whole thing is that you don't have any actual control, really. I mean, well, I don't have any control over how they're going to sound upon exit. You mm. know, so it's just going to be a random sound. And if I'm going to, you know, like go crazy, kooky, random fart sound, I want that big, wide range Street Fighter has to offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good sounds for farts. Um, and you'd have, uh, I guess you'd have all of the, like, show sure, you can, stuff like that. Right, exactly. come out of your butt. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Uh, it's a cute question. Thanks for asking it, Frank. Uh, a lot of people asking, uh, surprisingly, I'm going to pick these questions about the PS Vita TV. <laughs> Steve Thompson asks, interested in the PS Vita TV? Or is it an icky idea? And then good old Curtis Bonds, who found my 3DS at PAX when I lost it because I was preoccupied with making videos. Thanks, Curtis Bonds. Asks, do you feel like the Ouya has a place or purpose anymore after the Vita TV announcement? And Tune in to Office Chat. Ugh. Or, ooh, you didn't invite me to Office Chat, I don't think, Conrad. So if you want well, my... You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I think um, I love that Sony uh, will see every good idea that's happening and will just do it. They're like... And, and, and they don't wait to see if it's successful. They just see that someone else is doing something and their new thing is to just also do it. Uh, way before the Wii U came out, they saw that they were going to be off TV play. So, like, we're going to do that. They That's saw really Wii, uh, different from Sony strategy as it's been in the past, where they've always tried to be the pioneer in mm-hmm. a big way. But seemingly starting with, you know, around the time of the Wii motion control uh, explosion, mm-hmm. they started to take a look at what everyone else was doing in a, in a more effective manner. Um I mean, at the same time, they'd already tried their motion control experiments and, and failed up to that point um, in, in a pretty cons- pretty decent fashion, I'd say. Well, you mean the, uh, uh, the, the PSI? Yeah, oh, yeah. They yeah. didn't... I, I felt like they didn't package that as motion control for games so much as just, like, toys for kids, like you said. Um, so it's been really... I've always thought of Sony as, as the company that's most quickly willing to copy other ideas. They saw the analog stick and uh, on the Saturn and on the N64 and snatched it up for the PS1 as soon as they could, which was great. And, it, and it's a great analog stick. Uh, when Sony grabs someone else's ideas, they often master them. And I hope that they do that with uh, Vita TV. I'm really excited to play it. I actually want to get rid of my Vita because I feel like I'm not going to need it anymore. I'm just going to stick to uh, TV. Really excited. Well, it's interesting play. how how their innovations, while often brilliant, so often also fail. I know. You know. I hope I this mean, isn't one of those. Like mini disc. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love to mini. Well, that's disc. the thing. When they go out on a limb, and they've they, gone out on a limb a few times, and they've been burned for it, I feel like they're retracting and just going to copy everyone else, which is fine with me. 
The PS3 didn't sell as well as they wanted, so now they're just going to copy everybody. Uh, Vita didn't sell as well as they wanted. Going to copy everybody. Do it. I love it. Thank you, Sony. I hope you fail more often so you make better stuff afterwards. Uh, Toby. Toby. Uh, what's his new Twitter handle? Tobichi underscore J-A-A-P because he has a podcast called Just Another Anime Podcast. You guys should check it out if you like anime. He asks, when is Jim going to write bedtime stories for you to record audio versions of? That was yeah. just over a year ago. <laughs> it's amazing how much people remember things that happened on the show that I totally forgot. I'll do it. It's cute. Uh, I'll read a thing. I'm trying to do more. Um, I have a friend. His name's Mike Hanley, and he wants me to sing more. So I'm singing for him, and he's putting out weird songs with it soon. So I'm trying to record more stuff because it's easy and fun. So let me know, Jim. I'll read your stuff if you want. Does that make it less fun if I'm willing to do it? Because I'm willing to do it. Yeah, I, I, I just need some time. Then I will write out a story, and then you need to read it. But sight read it, like don't have not having read it beforehand. Oh sure. And then maybe just while read you're it. on a plane, next time you fly somewhere, maybe yeah. next year, you can just write a story real quick. Tyler Reed asks, any thoughts on the new Pokemon XY leaks? There were leaks, Pokemon XY leaks. Jim, are you going to review Pokemon XY? It's coming soon. Ah, uh, I'm that probably not. <laughs> I'll probably I, find a guy. I'm tempted to ask to do it. But I'm also not that excited to play Pokemon XY. But at the same token, maybe that's a reason why I should review it. Because too often I just review games that I'm really excited about. And then guess what? I really like it. So I give everything an 8 or a 9. Maybe I should review something that I might not like. That might be good. Yeah. Let me know. I'll do it if you want. Um, There were leaks, though. There's Mega Garchomp now, who is a shark Pokemon. That looks good. And they revealed the teenage forms for the starter Pokemon, and one of them looks like she's wearing a sassy little dress. And uh, the chest pin, the, the plant guy, he looks adorable. He just looks like his whole hat ate him, and he's swallowed up in a hat, like a little hat nut. It's great. So I like those designs anyway. I'm just not sure I'm going to like the game that much. Uh, Eric Rogers asks, favorite music? Everyone, answer. Favorite music? Yeah. Yes. Blue Monday. My answer is yes. Blue Monday. Yes, favorite <laughs> music. Mm. There's, yeah, I mean, that is such a ridiculously broad question. It depends entirely on my mood at that particular moment. Um, Rocky Horror for you. <laughs> I do like Rocky Horror. You do? But I don't like it as much. I don't like the music in the Rocky Horror Picture Show as much as I like the music in Shock Treatment. That's true. Shock Treatment's a much better musical. I wish more people watch Shock Treatment. Thank That's you for a, turning me on to that movie, Conrad. Brilliant, brilliant film. Um, you know, yeah, like I'm listening to a lot of Talking Heads right now. Oh, cool. uh, I'm discovering a, a here for undiscovered love of the Rolling Stones, which is really, really weird for me to say because I was just never into the Stones. Nothing I'm being David Bant, Jonathan. Oh, cool! I <laughs> like it. Respect my religious freedom. <laughs> Have you heard the new, uh, new David Bowie? I, you know, I bought it when it came out, and I downloaded it to my phone, or I tried to, and then I realized, oh, I've had the same two gig micro SD card in my phone since the day I bought it, and I can't fit that on there without sacrificing a whole bunch of other stuff I need. 
So it was a month of dicking around before I got another card and put it on there. Long story short, I've listened to about half of it <laughs> since it came out. I keep being because this feels to me like a Bowie album, a new Bowie album should be an experience. It should be something that I can like set aside an hour and do nothing but just like listen and appreciate it. And uh, I have let myself be distracted by shiny things instead of just taking the hour and doing it. I really want to hear the rest, though. Hmm. Well, tell me when you do. I've uh, only heard the single. can't remember what it's called, but it's got lyrics about Major Tom being a junkie, which I yeah, think I've is so... Yeah, I've heard the single, but never fucking... I'm annoyed at myself I never listened to the full album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should, but I, I won't. I can fix this. Oh, do listen and tell me later on. Sloth Attorney asks... When is the point when a game steps over being hard and just becomes tedious? I love questions like that, uh, but they have no answer, unfortunately. Um, I just want to encourage people out there, because I love them. I love you listening to this, you guys. When you have a bad time with a game, really think about why. Think about it. you got to figure some stuff out about yourself. It's really interesting why some people hate certain games and a lot of other games, even though, you know, like we were saying about Animal Crossing, should be tedious, and it is very, very tedious for some people. Skyward Sword, very, very tedious for some people. Wonderful Okami. 101. Okami. Some people hate Okami. Other people... I mean, would, yeah? I want so badly to love Okami. Like, I really do. And I, I was um, at E3 uh, the last night I was in town. I, we stayed with Chad Kinselmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the love, love, and we watched him like 100% Okami. Whoa, that's yeah, like the, he was near <laughs> the end of the game. And he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna finish this," and it was pretty awesome. And yeah. I'm glad I got to see it. Mm. Yeah, that's but cool. I know how many games worth of bullshit <laughs> there was to get to that point. And when but I for think some about people, like, I course, could, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, one man's fetch quest is another man's uh, delicious chocolate cake. It's so weird, and it's worth... I feel bad when people just write a game off and saying, ah, you know, they use that mechanic, like jump scares. Ah, that sucks then. Uh, it, that's such a ruined opportunity for self-analysis and analysis of the game. Why didn't the jump stairs work for you? That's so fun to find out, guys. I love it. I love it. Jim? Hello. <laughs> I agree. Uh, with who? Everything. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Toby also wants to know why we don't have more industry guests on Podtoid. Because it's a nightmare a lot of the time. Though I saw Danny B at PAX, and he he wasn't specific. He's like, why, aren't you, why don't you have me on your show? I'm like, you're welcome to all the shows. He's like, put me on the show. So we could have him back anytime. Um, whoa. Danny Cinderhope who is Cinder underscore Quill, says, would you be cool with a Podtoid gay fanfic starring you and Jim? Brackets. Sorry, Conrad. <laughs> Conrad, do you feel bad that you're left out of the gay fanfic? Um, a little? No. He should really. just put you in there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not concerned about it either way. I would like, if you're doing this gay fanfic, mm. every yeah. paragraph... Just breaking up every paragraph is just one sentence that just says, and Conrad was in the corner wanking. <laughs> there you it's go. It's so easy to work Conrad into it, and I feel that people should. <laughs> but I'm... Uh, hey! I didn't mean it like that. That was a small hey! 
People are also weirdly asking a lot of questions about alien infestations. Somebody back there, I can't find them, asked if they should make an HD version, a new aliens infestation for consoles. Um, someone else is asking um, if they wasted their money because they just bought it for $10 and hasn't shown up yet. It'll show up yet, and if it doesn't, get your money back. And uh, I don't know about... To me, so much of the charm was the the not HD graphics in that game. I think that taking something scary and making it cute and almost sort of harmless, because you know those little low-res sprites aren't real, but then that lets your guard down, and then you get uh, surprised by how freaked out you actually are while you're playing it. That works for me a little bit more than, than HD. Um, but if the HD drawings were really, really good, then I couldn't complain about that. But that's so expensive. Skullgirls cost so much to do because HD animation, so much. can't believe Half Genie Hero is so cheap. You guys should all back that. Anyway, what do you think, Jim? Uh, pretty much the same as you. It's like part of the real charm of Alien Infestation is the fact that it was a sprite-based handheld game and yet was surprisingly intimidating and um, sort of psychologically scary. And, you know, that charm may be lost in an HD environment. But then again, I mean, God, I'd just, I'd love to see WayForward doing more. Maybe not an HD remake of Infestation, but I'd love to see them just doing more side-scrolling Aliens games. I mean, that's where a lot of the really good Aliens games are had. Like, Alien 3 is, uh, on the Genesis, was uh, quite fondly regarded. And I'd love them to do more of that. So, yeah, I just want more WayForward, and I don't care where they do it. I just want them to do more Aliens games. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, though I'm assuming they're going to take a bit of a break after that last one. Uh, you guys want to do more questions? I'll do whatever you want. Really? Someone... We've been going 90 minutes. We might as well do a few more questions. Yeah, people are going to fucking whine about how short it is. 90 minutes. I really... Uh, people are like, hey, can you write that story on Wednesday? Or can you do that thing on Wednesday? And I'm like, no, pod toy. And they're like, what? <laughs> pod toy? That's just a podcast. I'm like, it's like two and a half hours long. And after that, I have to eat and then, like, get my brain to work again. And then I'm just... Wednesdays are a wash for me. Guys. I've actually not eaten today. Oh, it's terrible. Think about that. How is that when are you going to eat? Possible? You're Jordan in the background. <laughs> yeah. What's Jordan saying? How is that even fucking possible? <laughs> you don't eat a lot, Conrad. I've I watched you. I do not. It's true. Like, I'll have that wafer, and that's it. <laughs> um, well, I've, caught, hmm? I've actually found that's a good tactic. Not what, eating. Wafer? Not eating all day. Because okay. I'm a fat man, Jonathan. I'm a big wobbly, stay puffed. That's and a, I have been trying to not be so fat, Jonathan. Yes. So I too. have been doing calorie Counting. activities. Yeah. And I worked out, if I don't eat all day for dinner, I can have whatever I want. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just pay it forward. A 2,000-calorie yeah. diet or not. You know, 2,000 calories can be spread out over the course of the day, or you could have it all in one glut. Or you can have some fucking fun. Well, that's why I'm surprised video games don't help people lose weight more often, because when I've been really engrossed in a game, 
I don't do anything else. I forget to eat. I'm, I I forget yeah, about all of my really bodily functions. It's easy to put that bag of Cheetos next to uh, you. True. You just got to avoid the Cheetos. Cheetos in the Mountain I, Dew. I will say the gamer in me has helped. Yeah. Downloaded downloaded an app with all the foods in it. Mm-hmm. So you just check them. Oh, gamify it, yeah. And yeah, you just, you know, it's the opposite of beating a high score. You've just Mm got to uh, go under the high score. It would be really interesting, Jim, if you were to chronicle a weight loss attempt. And uh, the only thing is you'd have to really lose weight or else everyone would be sad at the end. Just be like, "Uh, I guess no matter how hard you try, you can't lose weight, which is how I always feel. But if you actually lose weight, you can inspire people to live a better life. That would be nice. Not doing that. <laughs> Tater Todd yeah, asks. I think we all saw how that was going to go. <laughs> Our overweight improving your life, Holmes. Uh, my life is terrible. That's true. Our yeah, overweight... I mean, why would I chronicle my own life? If I had the time to chronicle a life, it would be yours, Jonathan. I'd be round there, like trying to get you to lose weight. My life's terrible. I am going to try to lose weight, and I'd just get fatter because I'd give up trying to lose weight myself. I'd just be sat there with my hand in a bag of Doritos, just. Right. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Actually, lift the your dumbbell. Is, truth is, you'd have developed a magical solve that would allow you to absorb his body mass through <laughs> osmosis. Or, or I would just cut into him when he's asleep, bleed his fat out, and just drink it. That's gross. It would help you lose weight. <laughs> oh, you'd be so spelt. Yeah, and I'd be borrowing your weight. Uh, what? Why would you want to do that? Because I want to help you improve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Tater Tot wants to know, are overweight people as misre- misrepresented in games as women? That's a tough one. I'm just going to sideline it by saying I do think that it might be an impossible frontier to try to just have people who don't meet the standard of beauty in general uh, be well represented in almost any media, but particularly video games. Uh, it's just never going to happen. If you make an unattractive character by the the uh, modern standard of beauty, people are just going to say, "I don't want to play that game." You know, if you give uh, Nathan Drake a big nose and like the f- funny looking teeth, people are saying, "Nope, no thanks." Um, even no, though, the- yeah. No, I was going to say, the fat guy is almost only really reserved for comic relief. I yeah. Mean, and, and that's, is that as bad as the way women are portrayed? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of apples and oranges, I think. I think it's pretty awful that there doesn't seem to be much of a place for either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, to say that one is as bad or as worse as the other. I think they're just very different things. Meanwhile, I'm just glad I'm allowed to do something. Yeah. Even if it is, you know, fall down the stairs and your trousers fall down and we all point at the fatty fall down and laugh. And I'll look up and go, oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me be seen in public. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's... I... Then again, I mean, Jesus Christ, I... I couldn't do the shit Solid Snake does. Right. That's just a fact. I, I couldn't fit into the sneaking though. suit, for one thing. Yeah, but we're, we're already dealing in a world of... Turn up in Bermuda shorts. 
Bermuda shorts and a t-shirt I bought that I thought made me look svelte, but it just kind of billows out at the bottom and makes me look even fatter than I am. And I roll around trying to fit in a cardboard box going, because that's the noise fat people make. I can't imagine, as a not skinny man, uh, I don't feel very encouraged that I'm ever going to be valued by anybody. Because media just throws overweight people under the bus so hard. Um, I, and I like to think that people would buy, uh, buy a video game even though the star was overweight or didn't have perfect teeth or whatever. Um, and I think that's probably true in the context of you're playing a wacky chef. Well, the dudes in fat. GTA V are not too sexy. No. I hope that out of everybody, I think Rockstar could probably pull it off. And I've always hoped that they would... And they're, they're moving in that direction, but I want them to move farther towards... I don't know, I think men in video games can get away with being less, like, attractive. But I mean super unattractive. I've, well, I've I brought this up before, you know, we've got Old Snake, who is an old man, which mm. you wouldn't get for, like, a, a woman or something. You wouldn't get that in, in a game. You get, Mar- like, Marcus Phoenix? That's an ugly fucking guy. <laughs> Like, you can be this hideous, sort of punched up Kane and Lynch. Yeah, two very ugly men. True. That's a good point. Um, So, in that way, I mean, I think we'll have. You're allowed to be this ugly badass. Mm -hmm. You know, you're allowed that as 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 a male character, I think. Yeah. And, uh,. Trying to think of uh, the closest anyone's come. There's a character in Borderlands 2 whose name suddenly escapes me, who is an overweight woman. Oh, <sighs> I, I know the character. I, I, I that's can't the closest her name. I can even think of, and uh, that's a rarely, relatively popular game. So well, and there's there's Pigsy in Enslaved. Yeah, that's who, a guy. You know, I mean, yeah, I know he's a pig, but and bless you for remembering that game. Yeah, I know, no kidding, right? Up until the last, like, you know... Well, I mean, granted, apart from the fact that I found the ending to be be very predictable, and then the last ten minutes of it both being predictable and not that great. Mm Kind of like, eh. But the rest of it, oh man, what an experience that was. I thought it was a tragedy that that game was nowhere near as... Well, I mean, it was uncharted without all the bullshit. (laughs) You know, and like, some cool fantasy elements and exactly. some enemies and some uh, beautiful backdrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were I trying wasn't... so hard to be this, you know, gritty, realistic thing. They had all the same shit Uncharted did, you know, with, you know, exception of some ranged combat, not you know, but by and large, elementary elements being what they were, not that far off. But it was a faster game. It was a more fun game. It was a more fantastical game, and I just had a hell of a lot more fun with it. Yeah, beautiful like, as well. Beautiful looking game. Do you think those kinds of games, uh, the way that Earthbound, which from what I know, still really selling well by Wii U standards anyway, I think it was the fifth best-selling downloadable game wow. uh, last it week. It took the Wii U to make it a smash. <laughs> well, it was, uh, you know, I'm sure it would have sold a lot better if it were on the Wii, where people actually had bought the console or whatever. Uh, but anyway, now is the time for a game like where pe- where people had actually bought the console and nobody ventured into the virtual console. Yeah, I mean, come on, how is that going to do any better? No, this is the time when the store is fresh and hot. 
Well, it's it's selling better than Super Mario World on there, which I guess is because people already have it. But still, to beat Mario is something. I still need um, to get that Earthbound. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for a ten cent price drop. <laughs> I think you would like it in the same way you like the Stanley Parable. But I played I it a bit. I played a bit of it before. Yeah. Just I want to have a good old go of it. It's just it's an RPG. And I have no spare time. <laughs> Maybe over the more, holidays. It's more fast-paced than a lot of uh, today's turn-based RPGs, yeah. anyway. I just uh, want it on a handheld. I'll play the fuck out of it on a handheld. I can do that. Actually, you know, sequestering time in the main room with the TV and shit. That's a whole thing, Jonathan. Yeah. I want to play, like, five, ten minutes here and there, like, when I've got to go run errands and things. Then I'll get shit done. Uh, yes, I trust you on that. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just really amused by the things happening in my life. Put that on the PS question. Vita. <laughs> you're, you're fun. Uh, we should do one last question right. for fun. Uh, what should the question be? I saw one. What birthday gift does a Podtoid listener deserve? Um, help for sure. <laughs> Some form of you know, why are you doing this to yourself? There's so many good questions that came in actually, but we're, we'll do portable princesses last because I think that's a pretty cute name. She was asking questions the whole time. He or she uh, wants to know if we like any anime these days, or are none of you weebs at all? It's so weird that these days they call people weebs. Hmm. Uh, uh, I just. When- I, yeah. I just I remember the last time I used the word and used used the term in a conversation with someone who was into anime and they got so fucking insulted that I was just like, "Well, okay, that's cool, no big deal." Sorry, that I didn't realize it. Is it okay now? Like, did they take it back? Uh, yeah, I think I think that they're owning it. Uh, but if you call someone a weeaboo in the wrong context, they will of course be. I, yeah, I used that term once, and it was implied by the person that I was a racist. <laughs> that I'd used a... Against you know, what race? I don't know, but it was implied I'd used a really bad slur. So I don't use it anymore, just to be safe. Yeah. Um, but, uh... I, God, I, I stopped watching anime regularly probably about five, six years ago. Um... There were series that I would, you know, try and keep tabs on um, from, you know, as they would crop up, but not not in a long while. I think the last series that I like bought on DVD was Gungrave. That's mm. way back there. I don't know if I saw that one. Uh, people are really excited about Attack on Titan, and from what I've seen, pretty gross, pretty evocative. I don't know if you've heard of it. There's giant naked zombies with perfect facial hair. No neck beards from what I've seen, but mustaches and beards. And they bust into a town and just eat everybody. They're not really zombies. Nobody knows what they are. But they have that same sort of zombie feel in that they're human-like. No genitals. Got to make note of that. So uh, you don't have to be scared of genitals. But it's even scarier in a way to see just that Ken doll sort of uh, patch where a, a crotch where a cock crotch should be. Uh, anyway, these guys, they have that zombie feel in that they are human-like but are so driven by instinct. They just walk around eating people. And the children have to become 
sort of samurai bionic commandos shooting around on um, uh, uh, grappling hooks that shoot out with steam power, I think, and kill the the giant titans by severing the back of their spines, um, back of their head, right where the skull meets the spine. Pretty fun. Check it out, guys. All the kids are talking about it. I'm sure I'm going to sound so old. Talking about oh, oh, I tried to watch Gurren Lagann. Oh, that's I old. Remember. Yeah, I, I, I did try to watch old. that. Didn't get too far. I think part of the problem is the the way I consume a lot of like television media and, and visual media is really like to the side. I have a, two, a dual monitor display, and I almost always have some kind of video playing, but I'm not actually watching it actively mm-hmm. most of the time. And that makes things that are best appreciated with subtitles a challenge for me to watch, and therefore less likely to be watched. And then the dubs, I mean, I yeah, some of those aren't, aren't bad, and, and I could do that, but I know that's not the ideal experience, so I just won't. Sure. Yeah, it's not uh, dubbed as of yet, I don't think. Just fan subs. Though it's on right. Crunchyroll, which I think you can watch if you have a Roku. I don't know. Mm. Something like that. Uh, but we were going to say before about Earthbound, we got sidetracked, or uh, you guys got disinterested. But I will say finally that I'm hoping that Earthbound proves that games like. Um, I forgot the name of it. I was so excited about it. The game with the monkey guy. Enslaved. Yeah! Of course. And Xenoblade and uh, Machin and the Forbidden Kingdom. Is that what that was called? Majin and the Forsaken Kingdom. Forsaken. I was so close. I hope all these games can get a second life somehow. Because digital distribution has shown that in the right place at the right time, a game that bombed 10 years ago can suddenly come back and everyone's talking about it. It's not going to happen for every game, but it could happen for a lot of games. I hope it does. Uh, I'm done with questions. I talk funny. My mouth is a little floppy. Uh, it's the last episode of the Detroit show ever this Friday, and I'm going to Skype in and talk to them. That's oh, one yeah, thing I forgot gonna... they were asking us to do that. Mm-hmm. I might see if I have some spare time. I'd like to say goodbye to Max and Tara. Yeah? Some well... piece of shit posted that Christina Aguilera dirty video in the Podtoid Facebook group. I don't know that video. So all I can do is look at that now. Because <laughs> I was a real scumbag to this video many times. It's not a scumbag to want to have sex with a sexy lady, is it? And then uh, it's the worst thing you could do <laughs> as a person. It's really not. God, I've forgotten about this video. This you is... would treat Christina so well if you met her in real life. You would take her dainty hand and 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 uh, keep it safe. Kiss her fingers gently. <laughs> and, yeah, that's what I do. Treat you right, Christina. Make her deep eye contact. Ah. I just apologize the whole time, as I as I have to do with so many people who are beautiful. Not me. I'm sorry for everything that's happened. Yeah. That you don't know about, but I do. Maybe that's why you, because I'm not that pretty, so you don't feel that bad about it. Is that how it works? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure. No, it out. you you are just the special boy. <laughs> that feels good. Thanks. Uh, what else am I doing? We're going to have somebody who's making Ho Hokum on Subhomes this Sunday. That's what Sony tells me. Though I'm not sure who it's going to be. It's either going to be Ricky or Richard. And I think it was Richard who just told me he didn't think he was going to make it. So it might be Ricky. But Ho Hokum, that is a game I'm excited to play more of. It's weird. It doesn't have a life bar. It doesn't have any sort of 
you can win. I don't think you can lose. You're just kind of a electric laser sperm scooting around the world, uh, spending time with poisonous fish, turning computers on. There's midgets. There's uh, space. There's a whole world out there, guys. Ho ho come. Conan O'Brien likes it. He talked to them once. So that'll be fun. Live uh, this Sunday on Sub Homes. And get to know those guys. Uh, what we did last Sunday was had Matt Bozon on. And he had a lot to say. I feel like what he had to say was so relevant, and I'm trying to figure out how to tell everyone to listen to it. Because, God, it's so relevant to everyone's life. Uh, do you know anything about Matt Bozon, Jim Sterling? You know about him? Oh, God, and she does that bit in the showers. <laughs> Matt Bozon uh, started making video games when he was still in college. His first game was a Mickey Mouse game for the SNES. He fell into it in such a weird way. This guy, Voldy Way, who um, helped him found Way Forward, just was like, I need someone to help me make dot art for this Mickey Mouse game that I'm making with Disney. Um, He and two other guys made it. They were one of the first big-name indie developers. Um, Three guys out of their apartment. This was before the internet. They were using a a computer hooked up to a TV to try to to code and to program and to make graphics. And they ended up making a Muppets game and they had to fax Jim Henson corporation sprite art that they'd printed out uh, on a piece of paper. And they were like, why does he look like he's made out of squares? Do it again. <laughs> they had to explain that to them. So much history from Matt Bozon. And of course now he's making games like Shantae uh, and the Pirate's Curse coming out on the 3DS soon. And Shantae Half Genie Hero, which the Kickstarter is still up for that. You should check that out. So yeah. Matt Bozon, if you want to make video games at all, or have made video games, or just interested in video games, I think you should listen to him, because very, very interesting stuff he had to say about the history of making stuff. And I think that's all that I... Oh, and the wonderful 101 review. I did that. What about you, Conrad? What you do? Oh, we've been doing the Daily Spelunk all this week. Had uh, had a really great run on on the tenth. Jordan did. Congratulations um, to Jordan for that. Yes, he made it all the way through hell on the show. It was quite impressive. Mm. Um, yesterday's show, which actually just went up a little bit ago, was less impressive because his recording crapped out about halfway through it. Also, weird thing, there was no like direct path through uh, two four. So that's how he died. He got trapped. Hmm. Yeah. Because he had no bombs with which to clear a path, and there was no clear path. It was really weird. I've never seen that happen before. Uh, so you can watch those up on the Detour YouTube channel. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a new all cartridge out that just went up, and that's uh, like this really disturbing uh, three hot, three chili dog and pastrami in a tortilla burrito thing. Fucking heart attack. Oh, yeah. uh, Let's so you'll. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, you'll want to go check that out. And um, we're going to do an office chat. We're going to have uh, a new challenge. Scott coming up soon. So if you're not subscribed to the YouTube Detroit channel, go subscribe to that. And you'll get updated on all the cool shit as it happens there. And keep it on Detroit and find it there also. Yeah, yeah. Jim? Hello! <laughs> Who posted Christina Aguilera on the Podtoid Facebook page? Why oh, would they do that? Heaven something. Or was it Vincent Kramer? I think it was Vincent Kramer. <laughs> Someone just, Bo Adelham, decided to just uh, post a random link to uh, Technotronic Pump Up the Jam. Oh, that's a cool song. And then it just became a big thread about posting music videos. Things like Shake Your Ass, Girls Aloud. Too unlimited, of course. 
the Ting Tings. You know, I hear this song all the time because it pops up on my Pandora, I think. But I don't think I've ever seen the video for it. The dirty one. I used to watch that video a lot for like 60 seconds a day. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch this. Yeah, it's it's required viewing. Anyway, um, speaking of required viewing, I did some videos on the internet this week, quite a few, uh, and last week after we recorded the last part toyed. Um, over at escapismagazine.com, the new Jimquisition is up. It is called Creative Freedom Strings Attached, which is about just that, just about having the, the freedom to create things with and allowing others the freedom to criticize you for whatever you create. Simple argument, but one that needs repeating, apparently. Um, also, this week's Rhyme Down Spectacular with Jim and Yahtzee is called um, Secret Cream. And Yahtzee does a poem about stealth um, NPCs and whatnot. And I do a poem about my uncle's Secret Cream, which is quite nice. Uh, over. Hmm? What does that mean? It's it's actually not what you think. It's slightly more despicable. <laughs> <clears throat> Over for Destructoid. Done uh, fair few fun things for Destructoid.com. Uh, over on the Detoid YouTube channel, you can have a look at uh, my Now Bloody Playing series, series of gameplay videos I do for your amusement. Uh, kicked off Sunday morning by playing Paranautical Activity, the roguelike FPS that... Uh, is uh, quite interesting. I got my ass humiliated on that. That's worth watching. I also there are two installments currently. Um, uh, an now bloody playing of Outlast that we spoke about briefly last week, and um, that's the horror game. Oh, we mentioned it earlier as well on this show. But there's two videos of me playing Outlast. Um, people have really enjoyed that, so please do go and view that if you want. Um, also did some reviews for Destructoid. Uh, Killzone Mercenary and Amnesia, a machine for pigs, and Puppeteer. All three of those reviews can be viewed on Destructoid.com. Uh, that I think is it. Um, you could go on Game Trailers and look at the new episode of Annoyed Gamer, uh, which is kind of a Jimquisition crossover because his his last episode, uh, the Annoyed Gamer's last episode, was an interview he conducted with me at PAX. We talked about indie games and uh, why I don't do previews anymore and about industry spending. So that's also interesting. That's on Game Trailers. And I guess that's about it for this week. We did it. We got away with another one. Good old us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.